Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. You guys, I am very excited to introduce you to Brad Axelrad. For over a decade, Brad's been an event producer, consultant, strategist, and podcast host, having produced over 150 live events with top business leaders and best-selling authors. As a consultant and speaker, he utilizes his message to support coaches, visionary entrepreneurs, and consultants by helping them create the business that sets them free to live a life of fulfillment and truth. And we are going to help you. We're going to talk about living fulfillment and truth. Brad's awesome. We were kind of chatting before the we hit record and I'm like, okay, let's, let's get into this. He is the proud founding member of the Association of Transformational Leaders of Southern California. Brad, I want to talk to you about that. Let's put a pin in that one. Since 2010 and the co-founder of the Association of Transformational Leaders of Costa Rica. And you guys, for those of you who've been listening to me, you know that I love California and Costa Rica. So we've already been vibing for a few minutes. <laughs> he is also his Face the Dragon podcast. He is the host of the Face the Dragon podcast, where he interviews celebrity thought leaders and icons, including Don Miguel Ruiz, Ariel Ford, JP Sears, and The Kin. He's also been featured on numerous media outlets like NBC Nightly News, PBS TV Television, OC Register, LA Times, USC News. Brad, what haven't you done? <laughs> done a few things. I'm really curious to see or hear where we go today. Yes. Yes. You know, I want to hear, so you have this podcast, um, you've produced tons of events. You've worked with amazing people. I'm really interested in the concept of face the dragon. What do you mean by that? And what does that look like in action? So face your dragon. I heard for the first time, uh, Joseph Campbell sharing that you've got to face your dragon, the hero. He's created the hero's journey and so many of the things we know out in the world today are based on the hero's journey, movies, a lot of other things. So, you know, pain is, is the short answer. Uh, having the courage to look within to my childhood programming and pain. And, you know, I didn't have a horrible childhood, but I had a childhood. We all have that. We all had parents. They didn't know what the heck they were doing. And so we're, we're navigating these things that we were unconsciously programmed through our childhood conditioning. So started doing the work. And I realized that the only way you're really going to get into the work is to really face yourself, right? So it's really about facing your fear, your resistance, your your dragon. And your dragon is is not so much, it, it's your shadow, it's your gift. It's this powerful fire-breathing thing that is your greatest contribution. It's your purpose. It's your gift to humanity. Problem is we need to just go in the dark room and turn the light on and make friends with this thing and not be so resistant to it. So that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Love that. You are in a, you're on a podcast where we love shadow work. So we have, we have that touch point. And I also love what you said about going into that dark room, the fire breathing dragon, like uh, you know, if we put it on a leash or we try to like force it into captivity, oh, that it is, it's going to breathe fire and it's going to scream and roar and, and then it appears dangerous. But if it's free and what we would call it like integrated, as you know, then, then we can soar on its back and we can, you know, fly through life and, and kind of harness that power. And so I'm so with you on that. Um, what is like, so 
with that being said, you mentioned something about back to bondage. That's still mm-hmm. like ringing in my ears when we were when we <laughs> cool. talked before this. Tell tell us a little bit about that because I feel like the dragon and the terror barrier is very those go together. Yeah. So I I had the pleasure of interviewing Bob Proctor uh, years ago and circling with him through many of the communities I was in for for all these years, and he said something so profound. He said, people will hit their terror barrier and they'll go right back into bondage because it's safe there or so they think or something like that. Right. And basically that ceiling that we hit, that amount that we'll allow ourselves to get up to before we'll either out of fear, go back to jail and prison because it's just familiar, the familiar, like slow death that some will live in because it's familiar and safe instead of the the possibility or opportunity of opening up to something so much bigger and better but the unknown is just this giant scary place so i'd rather just handcuff myself to somewhere i'm miserable Mm -hmm. so that's really what facing your dragon is it's like understanding that if we lean in and open up now there are many channels into that it could be plant medicine or my favorite the hoffman process if you've heard of that Mm -hmm. so i was the orange county graduate facilitator for many years back in 2005 and i facilitated graduates through these processes to really find and face their patterns and their fears so that they could open up into a big world of of self-expression and and living with an open heart even though we're going to get hurt and just keeping everything open you know all, all of our alignment and chakras open for for greater possibility i love that i have some questions about that as far as like modalities and processes but i i wanted to you know say for so many people facing their dragon induces terror and fear, right? Like we are so incredibly afraid. What would you say to someone who, cause we're in this beautiful time of humanity where so many people are waking up. This is more of a mainstream conversation. We can talk about this and not fear for our own lives, like all that, or be crazy, right? More people are listening and more people every single day. And that's what we take so much pride in here at the Hearts Unleashed Podcast is like making this a very normal conversation. And so what would you say to those who are listening, who they've been in, they've heard shadow work, but they're not diving in because because of that terror, that fear, that concern, the insecurity. I mean, it goes on. What would you say to someone like that? Wow, to to help them get to courage, the courage to to finally do it. Ah, boy, that's an interesting question. I I what comes up immediately is plant medicine. That seems to be an easy, fun access for for lots because they don't know what they're getting into. They just drink a cup of something and they're, they're <laughs> off and running which is terrifying for sure, but it's, it's, it's that leaning in and what the, the hashtags I use are face your dragon, take the leap and break free. Mm. So it's finding your fear. It's facing your fear and using your fear like that. That's ultimately uh, the process. But, but before that, you know, it's an interesting question. I haven't had many people ask that. How do you get people to get the courage to actually do the work you know, being a semi-professional motocross racer for a long time, and and there's there's a point where you're just riding on the track, and the first time you're going to jump a jump, you have to just do it. You have to hold the gas on and jump, and you may die, you might get paralyzed, you might break a femur, you might, you know, kill someone on the side of the track. Like, it's really intense. Yeah. Point being, like, there comes a point you've got to just jump, and and that's really scary. So feel your fear and do it anyway. 
Uh, another key thing is that fear is typically excitement without the breath, the founder of Gestalt Therapy. So we're not breathing oftentimes and we need to breathe, guys. That's it's so much about that. Like even right now, I'm noticing tension in my body because I'm talking a lot and I'm not slowing down to take a breath and I'm feeling a little bit more tense. Now, I want to let you guys in on something. My greatest fear and the fear above dying on the planet is the fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm terrified of public speaking and yet nobody would know it. And I've done it well over 300 times yeah. at least. And it's still there, but I get to use it as, I get to use that as fuel and power. The, the, the discomfort and all the chemicals that are coursing through my body, I get to use that as kind of like, okay, change my physiology and just sort of own it and step into that power. So that's just some, some thoughts that come to mind. I love that. I appreciate, I appreciate the vulnerability around that because so many people just don't go for what they dream of because of whatever fear they say, I can't because, you know, whatever and reason and excuse. And so what I heard and what you said about, you know, how would you encourage somebody is obviously like plant medicine is just a, is just a zoom, like right rocket ship. And though there was a message I heard in that, which was based around like, do it action oriented, like step into it, take the leap, break free. I, and I wrote facing mortality. I think I I didn't realize until you answered, but my question comes from so many of us need some life jarring, altering experience to, to take life seriously, to take our, the gift and miracle of life seriously. So it's so easy to stay in our comfort zone because we're not being challenged. And so, cause you said you had to take the leap and I'm, I wanted to be like, no, we don't like in the way of so many people don't, right. Because no, nothing's forcing them to, there's no real fire or activation, right. We, most of us have these awakening experiences. I you know, sometimes I go to bed and I wish I could pray for people that they don't need some traumatic experience to be the thing that pushes them into the world. Wow. I haven't heard many people say that. I've been saying that exact same thing for years. And I'm like, I wish we didn't need that defining moment that that what I say is this. We, we've got God whispering or a feather tickling us yes. and we can ignore the feather long enough until a brick hits us. Yes. And then and the brick we can sort of shake off. But then the Mack truck will come and take yes. us out if we're not listening. Right. So, so you're right. And that defining moment for me was years of self-indulgence, living the high life of a recently single Brad after breaking up with my fiance in Southern California 20 years ago. And I was successful externally, real estate, cars, food, motorcycles, partying, celebrating. And, and there was this low level dissatisfaction Mm. And I knew that I needed something deeper, more purposeful, contributory. It wasn't like I was selfish. I wasn't a mean, selfish guy, but I just wasn't contributing at the level at which I really wanted to. So you're right that you can't fill that God-sized hole that they say in addiction circles Mm -hmm. and they fill it with spirit and eventually they become contributory inside of those circles and maybe out in the world. But that defining moment was my father passing and I was ignoring the the tickle for a long time and a couple bricks and uh his passing was so painful i didn't think it would be anywhere near as painful as it was and uh, that launched me into wailing on my floor saying please god universe whatever show me my purpose so i don't die with my voice still in me like my dad did 
I need to open this channel and I need to open this channel and open my heart and be in contribution because nothing else matters anymore. There's literally nothing left for me but to be in service and to be a vessel of service to humanity. Like that that pivotal moment of that defining moment of, of absolute despair will pop you open. But to your point, I pray that everybody watching and listening to this does not have to have that level of pain to leap and jump. Yeah, your share just sent chills. I, I appreciate that and I can relate and I know so many can, right? We we get to that absolutely broken point before we choose. And and if we can facilitate anyone not having to go face first in all of it, I mean, sometimes it's necessary, sometimes not. And I, um, but there was something interesting I also related to. I ended up writing, and I've never said it this way, the emptiness of achieving. Being such a natural born high achiever that you can, you can, it can look like everything awesome on the outside. And then there's that lack of fulfillment or connection or satisfaction. And, and that it's a whole spectrum, but that I really ask people to consider like how empowered, fulfilled, truly deeply satisfied are you? Because I don't care what you create and, and neither do you really like you can have it all and not have anything. And so just getting in touch with what's what what true purpose is, what true contribution or a sense of self, a sense of love and being loved is. So thank you for bringing that piece. And then you had you have a more masculine def, uh, explanation. I always call it the tap on the cheek, the or the tap on the shoulder, the slap on the cheek and the roundhouse kick, like the Mack truck. Ooh, the brick, like that. Like, and so I'm like, don't wait for the roundhouse kick. Like, please. <laughs> Please, it hurts, I promise. And so yes. I'm just feeling so lit up by this conversation. Nice. And so we have all of this and, and we're, you know, we're stepping, someone's stepping into the work. And uh, when you said plant medicine, because I have experience with that, facilitating, participating, witnessing all of it, and that hmm, it's coming through a very specific way because it's becoming more mainstream there's a lot of let's call it pop culture transformation totally. right so there's hot words and concepts and all of that and there's the the what i believe is a missing piece is integration right you can listen to all the podcasts you can read all the books yeah. you can do some of the some of do some of the work and then it's either not lasting or it's it's just not hitting, right? It's again, it's the new example of it looks good on the outside. You walk talk, walk the part, talk the part, say the things, do the things, but deeply you're still it's not clicking. What do you know about that? What do you want to share about that? Yeah, geez, so much about that. The the social media is amazing. We're also blessed to have social media, and yet it's it's completely, for lack of better terms, perverted transformation, like like deep transformation. Um you know, spiritual bypass comes up, but it's even different than that. It's more like a Western fast track to, to transformation without actually doing the deep work. So, you know, I've I've attended well over 100 workshops, seminars, uh, conferences, conventions, probably 200 of those things and led like yourself, lots of plant medicine ceremonies and, and been involved in them for over 10 years. And I find that integration is a part of it, but it's even, it's even before that, like, yes, we need to integrate the work, but, but what I'm finding is that it's not the actual work. It's a little bit of a bypass or a leapfrog. And it's this peak experience, this flow state, and we get, we get access to these things, but it's almost before the integration, the integrations after the, 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 the pre-work before is what I feel is like so mission critical 
to make sure we're really getting access in uh, because we're uncovering and discovering and sort of uh, pulling out these aspects from our childhood. As you know, it's all inner child work and that's what the Hoffman process is about. It's all based on mommy and daddy and the, and the parenting or the programming and patterning from, from them or surrogates. And I find that that this work is so brilliantly quick and yet it's fleeting, you know, it's, it's, uh, how do I say it? It's, uh, it's a flash in the pan kind of, and the real work is going deep into mom and dad. You know, Hoffman is seven days. You do 20 hours of pre-work. Like what's your relationship to your mom, to your dad, to your step parents, to your brother, to drugs, to sex, to alcohol, to work, to exercise, to tell us about an experience you had with this. Tell us about an experience. So you're doing this pre-work before you go in and then it's really focused. I don't want to get into the processes or, or what we do there, but really understanding that, that everything we're experiencing is just either modeling or rebelling mommy or daddy's or surrogate parents' patterning, right? So, so that's really what we're doing. We're just walking around as these robots, either modeling their stuff or rebelling against it. And, uh, you know, these medicines can give you access to these things, but it takes a deep dive. You turn off your phone, you hand your phone in there. No sex, no masturbation, no exercise, no meditation, no yoga, no reading, no music, whatever you do to distract. And that's what I talk about at Face Your Dragon. We're either addicted or distracted, mm -hmm. avoiding the real parts of us that we don't want to feel. Yeah. So... Oh, yes, I have. I know we're in the right conversation because I have butterflies in my stomach. Like I'm like jumping at the microphone. Awesome. It's just fun. And um, you said so many great things. I love the bypassing concept, the the Western fast track approach. People think, oh, I can just do this this thing and be better now. First off, let's talk about the illusion of like the healed place or ever enlightened Ooh. and zen out. Right. We'll 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 bookmark that one. That's good. But, but that, um, in fact, I'm going to just go ahead and write that because I know I want to come back to that. Um, these isolated experiences and what was landing for me, as you were saying it, is like we're addressing the symptom, not the root cause. Right. So as long as we like feel better temporarily, we think I did the work and you're in the flash in the pan. It's not lasting. And and that that thing you said about inner child work needs to be highlighted because we are either modeling or rebelling. And it's like the opposite of is not authentic either. And so so many of us haven't spent any time actually discovering who the hell we are. Mm -hmm. It's all been modeled or again, the opposite of. And so it's just not authentic either. There. And I love the depth of work or the, um, I want to say like the integrity and the rigor you're talking about with the Hoffman yeah. method. Well yeah. yeah. And so just really, really beautiful work. And so let's talk about that healed, the illusion of the healed place. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Tell us about that. So the ego loves to manifest in many ways, right? It, it's, uh, it thinks it's humble. It, it thinks it's smarter. It, it thinks it's more surrendered. The walking person that I've seen, I, you know, I'm near Tulum and I, Tulum is such, it's like the Vegas of transformation or it's really fascinating. But I also know a lot of really deep people there doing the work that are fully integrated and really aligned. And they, they're, they're, they really are who they are, you know, but I just tease because it's such a great burning man Tulum kind of thing to 
present the and I love Aubrey Marcus, but the but that new movement of the Aubrey Marcus guys that are biohackers and they're like, you know, some of them have done the real work, but a lot of them haven't. And I'm not picking on Aubrey. I just people might know him. So I'm just saying that that new evolved man, the, the evolved, integrated masculine guy. And so which I, I try to find levity and humor in all of it, because I think that's a big part or, or, or sort of running down the wrong path instead of walking down the right one. Right. There's beauty in, you know, owning who we are and owning that maybe we have done some work. But there's also that level of false humility there that that's not sincere, authentic, like you were saying before. It's like, how can we actually be transparent and honest with our process? Like you and I were talking about something private before we got on this thing. It's like I just right out of the gate, full, full. It wasn't an emotional dump, but it was just like pure, authentic vulnerability. And I think there's great power and grace in that sincere vulnerability. And people feel safe when when you can be that just real like that's what we're all seeking is that realness and i think there's a lot of projection of who we are out in the world the, the personality is presented even in these spiritual circles and these transformational circles the the personality is leading the way not this fully integrated you know loved up and healed emotional child so i think that's a good way to describe it i love i love that and um it's it's been, I, I also appreciate what you said. God bless Aubrey Marcus and all of his attempts and everything like that. And that it still lives inside of the pop culture transformation, yeah. Western transformation, because I think, you know, anybody too, because in Instagram, social media, it, yeah. it's cute, it's sexy and, and healing's not always sexy. And we're even trying to sort of um, bastardize that, like, you know, on and on and on and on and on. There's endless <laughs> examples, right? And that I think what's coming to me in this exact moment is something I talk about in my book and uh, one of my books. Anyways, you can't like I I was raised in Catholic school. Wow, my mom that. too. Yeah, yeah, she denounced that. <laughs> yeah, I was taught how to God, and for those listening, I'm using air quotes. How to God, right? I wasn't. Wow. Taught about my connect, like nobody nurtured my own connection with God. And I don't find fault because who knows that they ever even had a real or do or have a real connection with God or spirit or universe, right? Like I'm very spiritually fluid and I'm not afraid to use God anymore because I've gotten to heal that relationship yeah. too. But that transformation is individual. So it's not about repeating what you've seen or saying all the hot words or crying so people can see you crying like whatever the <laughs> i call that performative spirituality you know yeah there's a there's a lot of people doing spirituality in tulum for example not yeah. being it i'm just picking i love on tulum how call it the vegas <laughs> like it is it is yeah. and and that there is very real people doing very real work we can't yep. discredit that. Like it started pure and then it becomes something because right. it becomes sexy, the burning man, the all of it, that it comes from a pure place. And then just when the masses get a hold of it, it's, it, it has this natural evolution. It, it gets yep. out of hand. And so, and when I know for myself, when I get on calls at this point in my career, especially actually more in the beginning, I would get on discovery calls with people and they're like, I had a coach before I've done the thing. And 
they haven't had the internal connection or shift, right? And so mm-hmm. that there's this, I have this sense of responsibility of the integrity of the industry, which is very ungoverned. It's the wild west in general of transformation, and personal, professional development, spirituality, and to just be a light in this particular valley of the shadow of death, you know, and that there are true people doing true work and true people needing, needing, truly needing the work and being able to just be a stand for that and, and, and provide it and live it and breathe it. And that I think it goes, it's true everywhere with everyone is people can't always pinpoint why they trust you or why they have a sense of you, or why they feel connected, but that if you are truly just living and walking, talking, being it, that it will permeate, that your energy precedes you. And then also those who haven't, they may fool a lot of people and say the right things. And I, I've, I've actually hired a coach where I realized she's just a better saleswoman than a coach. And so yes. I got yes. me in that. I can be with that, but that not everybody is that way. And right. Uh, looking, yeah, yeah. Looking for people who are truly doing the work and truly making a difference and sitting with it all. Right. What do you have to share? Cause I'm, I'm just on a jam session now. What well, do you no, I'm, I'm loving, I'm just, I'm just soaking it in. And, and I, I love these podcasts where I'm the guest, but I'm, I'm like sitting, just learning and absorbing. And it's, it's so great. It's so fun. And I've been on about 20 podcasts in the last couple of weeks here. I'm on yeah. a big podcast push for fun just to get the message out in a big way. You know, that being versus doing thing, there's not enough sound baths or sage or breathwork sessions or yoga or ayahuasca sits. Those aren't going to get you there. Uh, we've got to go deep into the childhood stuff and that, that will give you access to some of your trauma around them, but you're, you're getting to the symptom, not the problem. Like, like you were saying, you're, you're treating the, the stuck energy in your body, which is so important and so powerful, but it'll come back because it's still deep in the, in the psyche and, and neural pathways are still grooved and connected. The neural nets are still there. It's going to refire again, more than likely. So yeah, I I don't know what else to say other than I, I want to get to the, to the root cause. The root cause is where we want to look. Um, and the pop spirituality, pop psychology stuff is, uh, it's even a little bit dangerous. You know, I, I used to run the Law of Attraction Center, Orange County, a long time ago. I founded and ran that. And it was a powerful thing. We're talking about quantum mechanics and and that our thoughts can impact. But I, I want to say something. This might land the plane a little bit. So listen, a lot of people say it's high vibe only. And that's a big part of this pop BS thing, right? It's like high vibe only. I'm only around high vibe people. I'm only high vibe. I'm like, oh my God, okay, I get it. I like positive cool, happy, high vibe people too. But but that's just part of our experience. We need to hold space and allow for people their humanity. And and But here's why I'm saying this. The law of attraction used to teach us or did teach us that we will attract like frequencies, right? And we'll eventually entrain into the same frequency in quantum physics. Like all that stuff's accurate. But what I think is inaccurate is that in the darkest moment of my life, what I think was the absolute lowest vibration of my experience, I manifested all the biggest, beautiful, most incredible, I'm getting so many chills right now, like that was the moment that I realized this huge gift that I think a lot of the law of attraction teachers didn't understand or don't teach, okay? And I think it's this. 
that it's deep in the passion and the amount and power of our asking doesn't matter where our vibration is. It is just if we are finally there and ready to make that shift and change, that's when it will show up. Doesn't matter our vibration. I mean, sure, if we're having a bad day, it's highly more likely that we'll attract more icky stuff if we're just, yeah, I mean, you've, we've all witnessed that. We're thrashing through the day and more crap shows up to make it worse. That does happen too, but not always. Sometimes a lot of shit happens when we're in a great place. Right. Yeah. So powerful. And I've had so many people who have listened to enough law of attraction that that they fear addressing shadow because they fear intentionally or consciously going to a dark place, a low vibration. And it's like there is a distinction between resonating consistently in a low vibration and processing what needs to be processed. In fact, there's to distinguish what you were saying earlier too, is there's the the symptom, the stuck energy, the energy blocks, and then there's the actual wound, right? So this root. And so we, we, we release all the stuck energy and we're like, I'm free. I'm light. I get it. It's good. And then it manifests again because it's saying you have not healed me. See me, see me, right. It's being asked. And so, um, I just love this because we are very unconsciously vibrating at that wound frequency without healing it, but then just basically bypassing or smothering it, lipstick on a pig, positive mantras, the, the, I love me some crystals. I love me some sage and, and that's not the work. I love the way you, like me, prioritize, you know, the the inner child work, the root cause, the what's there for real and and what do we what do we do? What, how do we take that on? And so if someone's feeling super lit up about that, how do they take this on with you? What does it look like to engage with you after this? podcast? Well, I'm not going to make it about me. I'm going to make it about the Hoffman process. I would recommend you go to the Hoffman Institute dot org. It's not the it's Hoffman Institute dot org. Go take a look at that. I'm not affiliated with them. I don't get any money for referring you. I just, I just, it would change the world if everybody did it or even half of us did it, right? Go check that out first and foremost. Um, second, uh, you can find me in all the podcasts I did. We, we, we didn't get to talk about Don Miguel Ruiz of the Four yeah. Agreements. He was guest number one on, on the Face Your Dragon podcast. And I, I love Miguel so much. He's one of the most radiant, loving, sweetest little souls I've ever freaking experienced. And most people don't know this, but he had a heart transplant. I know you like to talk a lot about the heart. He had a heart transplant a long time ago. And recently in the last year had his second heart transplant. And uh, thankfully his sons are continuing on with his work in a great way. But um, you'll hear on that episode where we talk about heart math and and I brought my friend, the CEO of heart math uh, on to speak a little bit about the heart through that perspective. But what I wanna say simply and wrap all this up is that the heart is so valuable in all aspects of our life. It's our, it's our passion. It's our love. It's a physical heart that we need to take care of with nutrition and healing and all the things, right? So our heart energy is super important and radiates and, you know, it's, it's, we have a heart brain. So anyway, you can find that on faceyourdragon.com. And then what I'm doing lately is getting myself on a lot of podcasts. I'm down here in Mexico, so I'm not really networking face-to-face. It's all internet. And uh, it, get me on podcast.com. That's been my new thing. So I'm teaching others how to how to get on massive amounts of podcasts on, on automation. So if you really want to share your message, 
we work with all the inner work to get clear on who you are in the world and then ultimately pivot it so you're confidently and courageously sharing your message in a big way. But that's it. Yeah, I love it. I love both aspects, um, the transformational aspect and then the expanding, right? The heart, the voice, sharing your message, because we do have a lot of listeners who have their own initiative. They want to live their heart unleashed. They want to make a difference in the world. And so thank you for both aspects of offers. Like here's how you dive into that work. And then here's how you expand that message. It's exactly. beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. And we'll be sure to have all the show notes uh, or all the you know links and all of that into the show notes. So you guys be sure to just head over to heartsunleashed.com and check that out. Is there anything you'd love to leave our listeners with today? Well, the first most beautiful thing I've ever done is the Hoffman process. Second most beautiful thing is 5-MeO DMT or BUFO. Yes. And Oh my God, do we have another episode? <laughs> it's profound. We could talk all about it. I've done it over 150 times and it's it's intense and beautiful. And, and you, you literally commune with God. Like I loved your saying around how you um, understood God. I, what was the language you used? You were, you were taught yeah, you, to- How to do God and then how, how to- How to do God. Yeah, and then your relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you go straight to God on yeah. that medicine and uh, you commune with God. It's, uh, it's profound. It's, it's intense. It's, it's uh, beautiful and very confronting and yet very healing and just will change the course of your life completely once you understand the afterlife and the ethereal realms and in and, and those levels. It's really profound. It truly is. Um, there's life before Bufo and life after Bufo. <laughs> <And I, laughs> well said. I, I just appreciate that, that you, that you shared that because I share a lot more about uh, psilocybin and also Cambo. I've had an episode about Cambo with a practitioner, but haven't brought up Bufo very much because it's, mm. you know, I believe in the integrity of people being prepared for that work for sure, but that it just rips the veil open. And so I just appreciate that, that drip in there. And cause this, I love that it's that high on the list of what's transformed your life and the work you've done. Yep. Second, second on the list, Agreed. nothing come close. I will say this one last piece. I've done yeah. hundreds of workshops, seminars, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get transformation from them. And I go back to Hoffman and it's subterranean. Like all the other stuff was great. And it goes a little deep. And then Hoffman's like, I'm like, why did I spend any more time or energy anywhere else? I should have <laughs> just gone back to the root. Yeah. So I I understand. I understand. Uh, I deeply appreciate you sharing. One more question for you. What does it look like for Brad's heart to be unleashed? Well, it's, that's a really good question. It's um, full self-expression and absolute digital nomad income on autopilot. It's, it's, it's just being able to live in Greece for a month if I want. I mean, I'm almost there. I've been laying the tracks here in, in Mexico but for me, it's freedom is such a masculine thing. I mean, of course, everybody wants travel and to see the world, but but there's this different level of time, space, and income freedom, building an internet business, getting your message out like we are. So mm -hmm. full amplification of that with, you know, God willing, scaling to the moon. And and I feel really good about where we're at in the in the business. So it's exciting. I love that. I love that. I couldn't agree more. I for I, I think you know, but the listeners certainly do. I talk about it all the time. I live in a van now, and so having. Oh wow. Yeah, I trans converted a van last summer. I've been living in it full time, and it's just it's it's that, and then being able to take off to another country if I want. So I I agree. I feel that deeply. And I know our listeners, like whatever level of the spectrum, because I think there's a difference 
between having, you know, a, a, a like, let's say a stationary life, which to each their own, and then vacationing from it. But when I heard live, create a life, you don't need a vacation from like, a lot of people exactly. think I'm out here gallivanting, or I'm on vacation 100% of the time. And that's not true. We're here. I'm in Sedona, I'm staring at and beautiful red rocks. And I'm on a business call with you right now. Yeah, and I'm nice. having a blast. I just exactly a life around what I want to talk about, what I'm passionate about, what I'm good at. And I think that we, that's hearts unleashed is that right. That you can have, you can get paid to be you and you can fulfill on the life that you, that, that has been laid on your heart, on your mind that you came, you can't stop thinking about that. You lose sleep about like that. Mm -hmm. It's so possible. And, and that the healing work makes that possible. Exactly. It just literally bulldozes the path. Yeah. So if I, if I can say like, when you leave Hoffman, you are spirit at walking spirituality. You don't do any level of, you are your natural state because we've removed all the crap that's layered, right? You're just walking as spirit, which is what I think you're really saying. And you are manifesting, like you don't have to manifest in mantras. Like it's just, that's the state that we're trying to achieve. Yes. So. And, and you just be it. And so you exactly. are it. I am it. We are it. And, and hearts listening, you are it. I hope that this episode gave you exactly what you needed to tap a little bit more into that call forth to do some of this work. If you feel inspired to do this work, reach out to Brad, reach out to myself. You guys, there's so much available and know that yeah, there's all of this flashy, fun work to take on, but that the depth of the work, it's going to, it's going to crack you open and connect you directly to spirit, to, to your divinity. And that's the work we're committed to doing. And that's what we hope to inspire in you. So I thank you. Thank you, Brad, for being here. Thank you for sharing who you are and the work you do. And hearts, thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.